0: Welcome back to another episode of Serially Obsessed. I am Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk about kind of a double header today, guys. We're doing episodes four and five of Serial together. Episode four, Inconsistencies, and episode five, Route Talk. Uh, because you know, as much as the whole thing is one story, these two really do go hand in hand, very much in tandem as to how they make sense of things. So before we dive in, just a reminder, As a public radio producer, I like talking on this podcast because I like bringing my thoughts about how radio works and stories work and all of that stuff to the table. Dipti? I like
1: bringing my past (laughs) as a criminal prosecutor. Um, You know, I like the law. I like looking at
2: that. I thought you were going to say criminal past. Oh, right. Um, I'm Layla, and I am looking at this through a very media criticism skeptical lens that I uh, apply to almost everything. So <laughs> it's true, Layla does apply it <laughs> to everything. Everything.
0: <laughs> so let's jump in with episode four. Or you know what? Let me just very quickly just do a very quick summation of both episodes. So episode four is inconsistencies. And this is where we start hearing a lot about Jay's testimony and kind of the inconsistencies in his story. Correct. That's the name. And when that episode ends, uh, we hear Sarah Koenig explain, you know, that she spoke to one of the detectives on the case, you know, one who declined to be interviewed for the show, but that she did speak to him on the phone and that. She asked him, you know, like, how did you get around these inconsistencies in Jay's story? And she says that he said, well, we were able to corroborate his story in many ways. And so episode five is route talk where they actually do the drive, the, you know, 21 minute drive. And Cell Phone Towers, which, you know, for any listener, Serial, the Cell Phone Tower episode is well known at this point for being, you know, not boring, but her letting us know that Cell Phone Tower talk is going to be boring. And uh, that's the one we kind of walk through the process of how they would have corroborated that. So we're going to be talking about both back and forth kind of as we go. Um, But yeah, this is, I think, I mean, we've heard from Jay throughout at this point, but I mean, this is like the most tape we hear
2: of him at once.
0: I don't know. It's just... It's called inconsistencies, and it's, like, the thing I can't let go of in that whole episode. Yes.
2: The entire time, I'm like, oh, man, Jay is just a big, fat liar. Because the whole thing is just him flip-flopping back and forth, um, his friend Jen getting called in, and then originally not really saying much, and then coming back with her mom and her, her lawyer, and then saying a whole mess of stuff a
1: lot of stuff
2: a whole mess of things yeah I found
1: this to be the most well they're all frustrating but this was an especially frustrating episode and I found myself wanting to believe Jay like I wanted him to be telling the truth I realized when I was listening to this and it was just disheartening when I realized that I will never know the truth because the story constantly changed and it wasn't I understand that little things like he was at a different mall at different interviews or in different testimonies at different trials. But when you add up every single inconsistency, it is so frustrating. Yeah, It is. And I think Sarah does a good
0: job of saying things like she's like, it just doesn't make any sense at times because it is really hard for her to condense all of that stuff down into one episode and to hear this back and forth. Like we need to acknowledge that. And I think, this episode, as frustrating as it is, actually is a really good example of how well a style of this show plays to that. Because if you were just trying to read this stuff out on your own, you'd be like, wait, what, what, what? Right.
2: And so you have this narrator in your ear like assuring you, like, yes, it is as confusing right. and yeah, weird. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, that's interesting, because I never thought about if serial were a book. This would be the part where I'd have to go back to chapter two and be like, wait, didn't he fucking say this thing first? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then having to, like, write stuff down. Absolutely. So I could remember what he said originally versus what he said this time. Yeah. You know, the first episode, we are just kind
0: of, here's what you're listening to. Here's the situation. The second episode, we kind of meet the characters, you know, and then... Now we're up to, like, well, here's the facts of the case. Sarah even yeah. says, like, look, if you want to
2: solve this with Now's me, t- like,
0: now is the time. Right? Which is so
2: yeah. frustrating because I'm like, I've been paying attention this whole time. Like, I know. This is episode four. <laughs> like, you have got me, girl. Like, that why are you telling me now? the reaction I had to that as well. Why are you telling me now to pay attention? Yeah. Here's the other thing, too. Before we even started doing this podcast, I would have to, like, rewind. Because I usually listen to this podcast as I'm commuting into yeah. the city, so I'm on the train
1: Mm-hmm. If I remotely Especially with this episode,
2: think about anything else, like even
1: what I want for lunch or dinner, yeah. I have to rewind.
2: Yeah. It's like a meditative process. Yeah. Listening to cereal, I think. Because yeah. I have to really pay attention. Really listen.
1: I want to bring up one thing that is just a factoid that is super awesome to me, and that is that Leakin Park is where the Blair Witch Project was. That is confirmed. Oh, yes. Leakin Park worked. is where they filmed... Blair Blair Witch Witch Project. Project. I remember seeing it in 98 or 99. Right. I remember seeing it with my
0: mom. And I remember what theater we saw it at. So it means I wouldn't have moved out for college yet Mm. um, when I graduated in 99 myself. uh, Because I remember seeing it in like the most hilariously stereotypical like theater like theater oh in a bad
2: neighborhood like <laughs> shouting at the yelling. movie the whole time guys oh. I couldn't sit through Blair Witch I did you
1: think it was real I thought it was real oh no
2: I, I didn't think it was real because no. I think at that point by the time I, I saw it saw early it early on
1: so I had no idea and yeah. I was freaking it. Had been given away by but me.
2: I think yeah I think it had been given away by the time I went to see it I think my interest was like oh my god this is really cool like handheld I once again I approached mm-hmm. it from this weird oh my god it's a handheld film and like it was made on a crazy low budget, and it's made all this money. I was watching it in terms of that. But because it is handheld, I threw up like three times. Oh, oh a lot of people I was complained.
1: nauseous. I yeah. Or yeah. nauseated. What's the right word? Nauseated. 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 Yeah. Um, so we, if you've seen the Blair Witch Project, you kind of have a picture of what it looks like during the day. It means that we all know more about Leakin Park yeah. than we thought. Right. You Listeners no more than you thought
2: um, if you've, <laughs> you've seen, seen you've
1: seen, You've seen Linkin Park. But do you recall at the beginning of the episode, um, they, do
2: were they talking. Did they mention that they have sex in the park?
1: Yes, that's what I was going to say. That comes up, yeah. I don't so, know that I'd
2: want to have sex in the Blair Witch Project Park that Well, there
1: was an anonymous call that said, um, look at the ex-boyfriend. Right. And none went to the An family. anonymous so call
0: from there. an Asian voice. And as Sarah points out, we don't it know what type specified. of Asian
1: she means. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I was like, Although, what does
2: Asian mean? I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to assume that like a... East Asian. I, well, I'm going to say... Says the South Asian. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when well, people say Asian, I presume they mean East. That's, here's, I,
2: that's true. As here's well. my yeah. argument, is that I feel like a cop detective guy in Baltimore probably doesn't refer to anyone as South Asian. Right. He probably right. just says straight up Indian. I feel like I've only even heard South Asian in the U.S.
1: more recently. Like, I would hear it always in the U.K.,
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: it's
1: only, like, recently
2: I've heard it. I don't think
0: anyone knows South
1: Asian, actually, except for South Asians.
0: Right. I mean, like, we're in in New York. Guys, if you're listening, we're based in New York City, if you didn't know. Right. So, I mean, we're surrounded by
2: politically correct, all different backgrounds.
0: And, yeah, I mean, it's only in the last few years that I've heard the term Uh, South Asian thrown around more frequently.
1: Um, Well, so this anonymous call said... And on when to have sex with Hay there. And I'm thinking back on Blair Witch and thinking, that's not romantic.
2: (laughs) That's not romantic. But you know what? It's high school. It's high school. You just have sex wherever. It's scary there. Everyone knows dead bodies are there. I agree with you. I would not have sex in the Blair Witch. This is my question,
0: too, about. Leakin Park in terms of because Leakin Park is episode three so we've talked about the park a bit and you know there's the moment where his uh, Adnan's friend is like he doesn't even know where it is and like there's confusion about how far away they Mm -hmm. live from it and I wonder you know with everyone they say like oh everybody knows there's bodies there but I wonder how much that's true for like younger people I feel like to me that could be one of those things that like Adults know that saying and like to kids it's a place where they're gonna like just roll up and get drunk and well, get
2: stoned.
1: I kind of think that you it is probably mm. the fodder of urban legend,
2: so kids would know. And probably would go there because of that.
1: Yeah, like a stand by me kind of thing. Like, like a, a Blair Witch
2: project before somebody decided to shoot it.
1: Do they make any other movies?
2: I have no idea. I didn't I like think that they one may that have much. Blair Witch 2, but I don't think oh, it made money. I don't know money. if that's the same people. But yes, let's so. stick
0: to episode 4 and 5 <laughs> oh. of the show. So Wait, yeah, we get you? the anonymous call and that leads them to the cell records. But we hear from Jen and that leads us to how Jay ended up with the cops and the big thing that I, you know, that kind of always sticks in my mind about this at this point is Jay knows where the car is. Yep. Right. Which seems hugely undeniable to the police as well even though his story. They've been Apparently looking for it. They still Mm -hmm. haven't found it.
1: Jay knows where it is. Which makes for any theory of it being a stranger having killed her unlikely. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, he did not get Juniper Breeze for her. He got a bracelet. He got her bracelet confirmed. Confirmed.
2: Confirmed. Do you think it was from like things remembered?
1: I don't know what that is.
2: It's like a place where they engrave shit on (laughs) stuff probably. It's a mall
0: store. It's a mall store. But then they get into something that for me has been a big sticking point and that I've been waiting to hear which is whether they are good friends or just casual acquaintances which well, you know, it goes a little back and forth depending on who they're asking but one of the things that I've been dying to hear uh I'd not acknowledge acknowledges well, what is your feeling then on Jay being the one who is Correct. turning yeah. you in? And this is when we hear him finally kind of talk about this. And he's very calm. And, he, and Adnan is saying things like, oh, maybe the police are putting him up to it. Or I don't know what the situation is. And he's just so calm about it. And it's so, so calm. It's so, Ugh. oh, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. I
2: don't know. I don't, why? Why is he so relaxed about this? I mean, time has passed. Time has passed. He's been sitting in jail for 15 years now, whether it's him or it's not him. But you have to imagine that at some point you harbor some kind of grudge over the guy who may have thrown you under the bus and put you in jail. May have. Absolutely
1: did.
0: Absolutely put him in jail. And the only inkling we have of him having any real negative feeling on that is when Sarah is explaining to us that during the trial... um, Adnan muttered or whispered, or under his bracelet. You're pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Which
1: is to me the biggest deal in the world. Why? I am obsessed with that part of this entire storyline. That something is going on that we are never going to find out. But <laughs> something oh, between the two of them was
2: going on. Like a hundred percent. Here's the thing that's very specific for me as a Long Islander is that Jay can't remember what mall they went to. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if this is like a deal in Baltimore. It's definitely a deal in Jersey, though. It's definitely a deal in Long Island. If you... Wherever you grow up is like, that's the mall you go to. You know your mall. You know your mall. If you go Each to high a... high school leather, has like the mall they go to exactly. based on
0: proximity. So
2: I went, to a, I went to a private Catholic school, or Catholic high school, rather. If I went to another mall because I was visiting a friend that was lit in another town, right. I would never... Mix up, so you just don't believe him because I just he would know. I mean, if Baltimore's mall situation is similar to the Long Island mall situation, I feel like forgetting which mall you went to is weird because the mall you the mall that you go to with people that you hang out with is very specific.
0: Well, it also seems. I mean, unless malls largely. Do have a similar aesthetic, but they look different, and they have different shapes and stuff. And you, yeah, you would know that stuff, right? There's a right. nice
2: mall and a versus kind of ghetto like the mall. ghetto malls, yeah, at, totally, without a doubt. Yeah. Anyway, so but I, I mean, just so think much of history
0: weird. changes, and it's very confusing. It's like, oh, we were at this park, and then we were at this other place, and then they're just so bizarre. And I obviously the cops move past these things, and the prosecution move past these things to feel confident in their case to do this, to to prosecute Adnan, but like. I don't know. Like it's just so argh. it's it's just really maddening and frustrating because to me there's a lot that I can think to justify in terms of people not remembering stuff years later, but it's like not know if you saw the body in a Best Buy parking lot or another location, to not know if you went to a park that had absolutely nothing to do with it and it's right. out of the way so smoke yeah. weed. Those are huge.
1: Well, how about where'd you get that bracelet from, Jay? That will tell you what mall it is. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, it's like you bought receipt. this for your girlfriend. Well, I don't know. He's a teenager. I feel like I, I always threw away receipts, but still, okay, like maybe you would not. But remember... you know where you got the gift? Exactly. You would remember. And,
1: you know, you can't investigate everything as cops, but no. and prosecutors. And everyone. maybe that's
2: why they're sort of like whatever about it because they probably experience this all the time. With people just getting up on the stand saying yeah. X Y Z, and mm-hmm. then coming up two days later and being like. Yeah, that's completely different.
1: But my 2020 hindsight and listening to this when we have way more resources than the courts did or, you know, the prosecutors did and the investigators did. But, um, yeah, where where'd you get that bracelet and go to the store? I mean, they're not going to yeah. remember Jay at the store. I'm being a little too far fetched. But, right. but that's one thing that I don't know. That's like a definitive thing. And I want to make sure we get into episode five enough as well, but
0: let's next thing I really want to hit on in episode four is, you know, we start really hearing Jay talk a lot. We hear a lot of tape of Jay, and yes. we hear Jay say, his self-description, that he is
2: the, the criminal, criminal element of, of Woodlawn, Woodlawn. <laughs> which made me laugh. It's weird, because the first thing that that makes you make think of... I just thought it was funny. It I, does sound kind
0: of funny. Like, in yeah. a way, yeah, like, I don't know, there's a little... It, it's like, oh, is it... Projecting I mean the the office even asked him is like is that true or is that what you you know feel like people that's not how we the cup Phrases it because right. like is this perceived or is this you know true and he's like oh I
2: think that's how people perceive me perceive like, me cool. and then essentially the cops like whatever you just sell pot yeah. <laughs> like, yeah he almost sounds like he's just like you're not a criminal element this is what a lot of kids your age do mm-hmm. like a lot mm-hmm. of kids sell pot and they're not criminal elements of anything
0: well and then yeah Jay's like well you know like Anna knows like oh they're gonna you know I can't say anything then they're, they're gonna call me on my rap sheet and all this stuff and the cops like you have one arrest. And Jay's oh, like, Oh, did he yeah, say that? Yeah. yeah. He's like, Oh, you've mm. had one arrest. And Jay's like, Yeah, but I've been held at gunpoint right outside of my house right. multiple times. And I was like, What? And I know that's the thing. Like, Yeah. Is a, is a district. It's very hard in like 2014 to not acknowledge that there is definitely reason for people to not trust the police. Like that has been huge in the news this year. If you Wait. didn't already know about it. For real? Like that is <laughs> a huge story of the year of serial as well. And, But at the same time, like, some of it sounds, like, bizarre. Like, multiple times he's been held at gunpoint right outside of his house. Right. Which
1: kind of goes to he's got a lot of enemies, so...
2: I mean, but does he he
1: is involved? Right, because to me, it doesn't even sound like he has a lot of enemies. He acts
2: like he does. I think that that's like the main thing. Because even him saying he's the criminal element of Woodlawn, to me, the thing that made me laugh was like, that sounds like he's some crazy, like, Western outlaw to me. Like, Like he's like projecting in his own mind, like, a bigger.
0: Yeah, like a bigger persona than maybe even exists. And there's also that moment where, you know, we hear about, like, Jay saying, uh, it was earlier, but like Jay saying, oh, you know, Adnan was like, oh, you know, people think they're tough uh, or like people talk about how tough they are, but I just killed somebody. And it's like, well, I don't, I've heard Adnan speak and I've heard you speak at this point. And like, that sounds much more in line with somebody who would say things like, I'm the criminal element of Lonnie. You don't know how many times this has happened to me. Right. I totally get the not trusting cops thing. Like Jay even says like, look, if somebody was even shooting at me, I wouldn't think like, let's call the police. I've seen too much of my life to not understand that position but the rest of the stuff he says still sounds weird
2: yeah at the very least unless that you know i mean because you do have to remember that they're doing the 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 court situation with jay is happening when he's a teenager and teenagers have like the you know capacity to sort of inflate their own story right because they don't really have a story just yeah, yet that's true so, I mean, yeah, maybe he does see himself as a criminal element when really all he's doing is, like, selling small bags of pot to his friends. I mean, yeah. in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm a big drug dealer. Yeah. It's well, like, no, you're not. You're you just know a- what,
1: though? Selling pot is a big deal. Lots of murders happen over that.
0: Ew. It's well, a also, very big deal. Uh, selling pot is a big deal in the sense of um, there's time wars. That, well, not even that, just uh, jail time. Like, people
2: get so much time for I think for that's, small like, the biggest thing that's happening. Well, I mean, in terms of Jay. Because I don't think... Jay is not, like, a big-time dealer. He's th- probably just distributing... It also sounds like he lives away from the turf. Totally. You know what I mean? At least that's my impression. Like, I don't think this is Pablo Escobar-type stuff. But just
1: because you're not selling crack and cocaine, I don't think that you can discount how how much violence and murder happens over... Um, selling weed. Yeah. Um, well, that's true. I, that's I, I why think... we need for it to be legal because it's sure. pointless okay. to it's have... It's crazy how much of it happens. Um, I I actually tried with somebody uh, an attempted murder case when I was at the DA's office and it was just about pot. And um, this person is a vegetable oh, no. in a hospital.
0: Right. No. And... I mean, I mean, I get feeling maybe concerned about the way that people view him, but it does sound a little like... Dramatic, And it's hard, too, because then we hear Adnan so much, but we hear Adnan now, you know, like, Layla, you were saying, like, he's a teenager on this tape. Jay's a teenager on this tape. Right. And teenagers can inflate all kinds of things, and it's like, I just wish we were more comparing the two of them now or the two of them then. Then. Mm Because it is really hard to be talking to one with hindsight and be hearing the raw
1: tape from them. You know what? I agree. Um, Jay saying that Adnan said, I'm so gangster. What did he say? I'm Something so, like that. Something like, um, I'm killing people. Da, da, da. That's something that Jay hears in his crime-ridden world. Because we've heard Adnan speak, and I still do not believe that Adnan ever spoke like that. And that's, that's kind of I'm like saying. Jay putting that onto Adnan, but it's like, right. no, that's you talking. Yeah, no, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Not Adnan. Right. Which also makes me discount Jay even more.
0: And then we launched. if we're going to kind of just connect the two, because like I said, episode four does end with You know, Sarah asking this police officer, like, why were you comfortable with these inconsistencies, these ones that are making us groan and be frustrated? And he's like, oh, we corroborate it. So the next episode, episode five, early in the episode, we hear Adnan talking about the timeline a little bit about Jay's version of the story about the Best Buy Parking lot. And one thing that I actually really noticed after all this talk of Best Buy parking lot, Best Buy parking lot, Best Buy parking lot, when Adnan is talking about how he like thinks the story is ridiculous, he's like, what? So then I walk into the Best Buy lobby and call him to come and get me. And I was like, he said lobby. Because now I'm in that place where I'm obsessed with this show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nobody's talking about a parking lot. Like, he said lobby. That's where my
2: brain is at right. on this. You know? like Which I was makes like, sense. Because ah. that, to me, in my mind, is like, that would be exactly where a Payphone would be. Yeah, in 1999. In 1999, I mean, at that point, I yeah. don't even remember where payphones are. Uh, exactly. Because I think by no 99, it's especially street. if it's a Best Buy, which I think in 99 was a relatively a new big box store. Mm-hmm. It was new? No. I think Best Buy was New-ish, relatively yeah. new in 99. Huh? I
0: don't remember Best Buy from like growing up young i remember best buy from my high school years exactly earliest
2: yeah but so i would imagine that since best buy to me is like a newer big box store when they're constructing it i don't think that they would have thought like hey let's put a payphone in the parking lot yeah across some yeah, yeah no way and also especially in 99 cell phones are starting to become a thing like i would imagine that their thinking would be like no just put it in the lobby right. because nobody really needs this anymore. Yeah.
0: And even Sarah's like, we checked with the phone companies. We checked with everybody. We found a picture of, from 2001. I just, that just stuck with me because we've been obsessing about this parking lot story. And then he immediately is like, in the lobby. And I'm like, ah. Right. Um, I don't know what that says. I just noted that it was different. Um, but Sarah says that you know part of the thing that happened was that in her very first letter from Anand he threw down a challenge saying that there's no way that somebody could do the timeline that the state prosecuted him on in and the time, time allowed allowed. yeah um, And so they, and so try they it. do it Yeah and so they
2: do it 22 minutes and two seconds. 22 minutes that's which is really close. but not before fucking up first, which makes sense to me because they go to a bunch of different places. Yeah. Well also,
0: can I just say for a moment? that I love the visual of Sarah Koenig and the other producer having to, like, plan this around actual school time. So they're just, like, in the parking lot of this high school, all these current students hanging out, and you got these two This American Life producers <laughs>
2: yep. hanging out in a car on the so side, this waiting what, for the buses it. to clear. Right? This is what, like, never been kissed probably would have been right. if it wasn't Drew Barrymore being cute. <laughs>
0: If Sarah Koenig went back (laughs) to high school to to investigate a murder, it would sound like this. Wait, was she
1: undercover in that movie? Yeah, she's an undercover reporter in that movie. I think I secretly liked that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, even before they did this, like, doesn't the timeline
2: sound kind of crazy and super tight? It does sound tight. It does sound tight. And then to me, it makes sense that they would fuck up the first time. Yeah. And that they... And this is something that Sarah kind of points out, but then doesn't really go into... Because she basically calls Adnan. She's like, haha, we did it. We made it happen. Like, right. 22 minutes. It's totally possible. He's stunned. And he's totally stunned. And in my mind... You know I'm why like, he's stunned? Because, because I... Because it didn't happen. Well, I think it was because... He, yeah. And also because he didn't really believe that that could right. possibly happen in that time maybe
1: he was like oh my god they really are investigating this we don't know at what point sarah canada that's did true. That. sure.
2: i feel like
0: yeah it was probably the one-two punch of him both realizing like how much they're really reporting on this story and then also he has been comforting himself with the fact that like that's just a crazy thing that they would even think this timeline is real what a miscarriage of justice and it's like
1: well, yeah, it's, it's plausible. plausible. Yeah, like she right. says it doesn't prove anything. It just proves it doesn't. that it's, it's in the realm of possibility. of possibility. Right.
2: And I think... But boy, it still sounds crazy when they do it. It does sound really crazy. And also, I think it's one of those things where all your planets have to align Must perfectly. Align. Yeah. They have to align in order for this to work in that time allotted. So at some point, I almost want to call Adnan and just be like, dude... Don't even worry about it. It's
0: just, yeah. Like clockwork. Exactly. I mean, and that's them knowing that they're trying to do it as quickly as possible. Obviously, if you're murdering somebody, it's not that they were going to be leisurely. Like, let's say that that Anand did do it. Let's say that all of that stuff is true. It would just be such pure happenstance that everything went really, really quickly. And I think one of the big moments for me is that they get there, they've got very little time left, and then... Sarah's like, oh, and that leaves, what, a minute and 30 seconds for the actual deed? Which is like, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Because one, choking someone to death is not the fastest thing on the planet. No. It would take that long. Why do you know that?
2: It scares whole, me. Why? I don't know. It's. Like, I don't think. Oh, Daisy might be a killer. No, I think I it's don't. just like. I but think I it's just, just like a logical pass thing, thing. And, like, and then stab, I just have never murder, thought
1: about it. Choking. I read this a lot
2: of like,
0: true crime, despite not being a white lady. Oh gosh. <laughs> as Layla would say, <laughs> oh that would like, be the reason I would love it. No. <laughs> but like, no, I read a lot of true crime. I mean, my dad. It's a little off topic, but I will say, as somebody who is the daughter of somebody who was in and out of prison his entire life who i know for a fact did kill at least one person Whoa. he he's not a completely horrible person and that interests me in terms of how the criminal justice system works and how true crime works and so i it is a topic that i've read about right. for years i also grew up in Brooklyn in a time where you know in new york city in general in a time where like It was the tail end of like the big days of the mafia still being active. So I just have always been someone who read a lot about that stuff. And yeah, I mean, sometimes people die instantaneously. And there are usually specific ways that that happens with something being distraught. And then some things just take longer. And when you choke someone, they pass out before they die, you know? And so you have to cut off air for longer than that. And so it's just, you know, if you look up anything about it, any, you know, so many places will agree that, it's not the fastest yeah, thing in the world, so for them to have, to have that little time left. And then right. also to think, like, if the timeline is supposed to be that he, like, chokes her and then, like, goes and makes a phone call, like... Yeah, it's still way too clo- tight. It's
2: too, I think it's really tight. I mean, I get why Sarah and I think Dana decide to do it. Right. Um, I think that, yeah, sure, in a perfect universe, it's plausible. But I think that you'd have to be, like serial killer status in order for that yeah to... you kind of have to be a pro already you'd have to be a pro already. professional like mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. and this
0: is totally. definitely not a pro the other thing is that uh from a storytelling perspective both of these episodes to me is where sarah really starts to explain like she's laying out for the listeners just how thoroughly she's reporting this story We're looking at the testimony. We're looking at this. We're reenacting this. We're searching everything. We're learning about cell towers. We're talking to the experts. We're asking all these questions. Like, you know, even though she says the cell phone stuff is going to be boring, and yeah, admittedly, there are times where it's not the most fascinating, I do appreciate very much her walking us through how they're doing that. You know sure,
1: what? I don't think that the cell phone talk was that boring. She keeps no. saying
0: you're going to be so bored. I wasn't that bored. No, <laughs> I think she was just really self conscious about it because she knows how boring it is. Because she's like, here's some of the most riveting tape. She was For so cell- bored. Oh, right. Yeah. She I mean, presented it well. Think about yes. how
2: much tape she's listening to oh. and just the snippet that she gives us, which is the interesting part. It yeah. sounds so boring. Um, but I do think what is interesting is also that. Dana at one point completely shuts off. Maybe it's because in her this mind... this Is the shrimp sale? This is the shrimp yeah, sale. episode. which at the, was funny. It was very funny. Much needed levity. Yeah. <laughs> totally I mean, much needed levity. Dana and is I, a star in this episode. I made like,
0: Dana read through all the cell phone stuff because so I didn't have to because it's really boring. So like this is the episode where yeah. Dana gets a little love
2: yeah. in terms yeah. of the amount of work that she's been along the ride for. So Dana. shout out to Dana. Yeah. I mean this time, like all this time we shoot so much praise over to Sarah... But Dana's doing a lot of them. Yeah, Dana's I saw her there. I saw. And an then the researcher who only comes up in the credits. So kudos to you. Kudos to the fact checker. To the Let's fact checker. <laughs> let us give in a little credits. bit of love
0: to the fact checker mm. and the other producers working on this show. You guys are kicking butt
1: alongside Sarah.
0: That's right. I saw
1: uh, an interview with um, Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after I listened to this episode, and she looked nothing like how I pictured.
0: Well, that is very true for NPR people in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you know what Terry Gross looks like? You know what? No, but I have Ah. an image in my head. I will
2: eventually show you what she looks like. guarantee you the image in your head is... I cannot wait to see what she looks like. Not at all what she looks like. I
1: trust that you know what Ira Glass looks like. Yes. You guys, I really liked when... The way Sarah Koenig described her frustration when she was asking Jay a million more times, like... He said he was at Patasco State Park one time and then not, he didn't say that they were another time and she's just going through the frustration of everything and then she just says, so I think she was like losing her mind at this point and I, she said, it's like trying to plot the coordinates of someone's dream. Yeah. And that was so well said. Yeah. Sarah's
0: got beautiful writing so far I throughout the episodes. Last thing I, I personally want to bring up and then we'll see what else you guys have is, Juwan? That, I think mm-hmm. it's Juwan that they spoke yeah. to who's like, yeah, Adnan took me to the Best Buy parking lot to like to get smoke. smoke. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, well, that could be him returning to the scene of the crime. And then to me, with all the inconsistencies in Jay's story, I'm like, or it could be the perfect place to say that something that doesn't make sense to happen outdoors during the daylight happened. To say it happened there because people, it sounds like it's clearly a place he takes Friends to smoke all the
2: time. Right. Like it sounds like a place that people associate with. And that he and Hay had had sex there. Right. Because that was the other thing that Jawan reveals that, like, they had gone there to smoke. Yeah, like you said, where he just goes to Best Buy. It's It's just one of those things that can cut
1: both ways. Like so
2: many things on this show in general, but it can totally
1: cut both ways. You know what? That didn't do anything for me. That whole storyline could have been chopped out of cereal. I was like, who cares? About that If he's returning to the scene of the crime, whatever.
0: No, but they say that that's a thing. Like if somebody's a killer and they feel guilty about it, that they will sometimes return to the scene of the crime. So that's something that... I would buy your
2: ladder theory where it's like, he probably just goes to Best Buy in the same way that people hang out in the parking lots of 7-Eleven. Right. Like, theoretically, if Jay
0: is uh, inflating his story or changing it to play down his involvement less. Yeah. Because it sounds like a place that people know that Adnan goes to chill. Right. Yeah. and Like, that would point
1: things in his direction. Yeah. Like, it's... It's one consistency in his life. Totally. Yeah.
2: Also, the thing that I sort of ran back to in my mind when Jawan mentions that they've had sex in the parking lot, I was like, "Oh, here's that weird running theory where it's like this might have been an accidental choking thing. He and Hay were having sex and something happened." And I mean, that is like a total crazy theory. I get it, but it's one that I, I just it's throw out there. Definitely
1: a possibility. Um, The last thing I want to say is that there was some ruling in June of this year Mm. about cell phone evidence not being considered reliable in a Well, Sarah talks about it.
0: She talks about the uh, Washington Post article that's like, experts say that it might not be reliable and a few states have already made it that they can't use it. Ultimately, you know, like Sarah points out in the episode, yes. It pings and they could be near Lincoln Park or they could be at one of the other places that they kind of said that they might be. And since things don't line up with his timeline, I mean, we really have to mentally backtracking to 1999. It's like, well, how many towers were Were there? there. Because if there were fewer, then it's even more likely, isn't
1: it, that it would be pinging one of those other places? All, All that that means to me ultimately is that the prosecution relies on Jay and cell phone towers, both Completely unreliable, as right. we now know in hindsight. And it's just maddening to me. That the things that are the loosest things that we cannot depend on right. was the re- is the reason Adnan has been in prison for 15 years. Yeah. And ugh, so frustrating. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: I don't know, and when I do read about some of these things, it's like, it almost surprises me that they took this to trial in a way. Like maybe if uh, it hadn't been a young woman who was killed, there
1: would have been less... But, you, I mean, they had to take it to trial. He wasn't going to take He wasn't going to. Yeah. Well, so that's episodes four and
2: five. Yeah. Four and five. And four and five.
0: And as with listening to them, none of us feel any better about anything nope. than we
2: did before. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I'm still... Um, I'm mad and I'm sad. Yeah, I'm still mad and I'm sad. Uh, I'm still team guilty for Adnan, I think. Yeah. Uh, I
1: think that I'm still team guilty
2: yeah yeah even even with jay's like back and forth weirdness um i think
1: i i think jay's involved
2: i think jay's totally involved i think jen is somehow involved well i think that jen um i mean jen's
1: all the way through exactly to
2: protect jay exactly i don't know if like jen actually had like her hands dirty but i think somehow she sort of sort of in what do you think Daisy?
0: I'm pretty much where I've always been, which is that uh, I feel like Adnan's probably guilty. But if I were in lot- on that jury, like I would not be able to convict on that. Like I know that sometimes people mistake reasonable doubt for any doubt. I try to think of it as literally reasonable, like something that doesn't yeah. involve aliens mm-hmm. showing up or some bizarre yeah. circumstance. Right. And to me, it's like there's so many holes in this story. Yeah. So. yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that's episodes four and five. I hope you guys Woo. are cool with us kind of doing a two-for-one there. Uh, and we've got more episodes coming, so thank you guys so much for listening to Serial Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. Dipti Sarawat, Layla
2: Carrillo.
1: And we
0: will see you next time, guys. Or here, ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>